Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy holidays. I can't believe we got to Thanksgiving. Now we're heading on into all the rest of the holidays. Um, so happy everything, and I won't be, <laughs> I won't, won't, you know, single them out. Happy everything, um, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, all the anything, you know, you know, holidays of your understanding. Happy, happy everything, and I know that this is a this can be a tough time of year for people because. Um, number one, the you know family stuff, and everybody's trying to. Everybody, this is the time of year when you see that you're not the ideal, right? When you look at the ideal that we have in society, what things are supposed to feel like around the holidays, and you start to see where a lot of things may fall short. Relationships, uh, you know, you're not where you want to be with your finances, and or or you know, you have all kinds of goals that maybe. Um, you didn't meet this year, and then some goals that you did meet this year. So it's a real time. We're going into that time of reflection, and um, seasonally, you know, the winter going moving towards the winter, moving towards the winter solstice, which is the 21st of this month. Um, which, wow, that's that's coming up fast. Um, you know, it's a it's a um, time of reflection, and it's also a time for planning, strategic planning, um, and also personal planning for for of course in a year and beyond. So uh, it's a perfect time to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is manifesting. And uh, many years ago when I was working with Doreen Virtue, uh, I was telling her about my aspirations and how I had gotten out of corporate America and I had, you know, taken that quantum leap and I left, I actually left quantum, quantum leap, I left corporate America back in 1997. Yeah. And, um, and was very happy to do so, and didn't have a regular type job like that ever again since then. But I remember going to Doreen and, and having a conversation with her, and she said, you know, you, because you're so creative and you're so, um, you know, you want you you really want to create life as you go, you need to get really good at manifesting. And she kind of explained to me what it was. And so I went on this quest to get good at manifesting, and you know, fast forward 10 years, and I think I'm finally good at it. So, uh, it's you know, it's something that in the past used to be kind of a luxury, right? Um, but now with the energetic changes that have happened, it's really a necessity in order to get through your life in any kind of positive way because you're manifesting regardless of whether you're focusing on it or not. So we're going to try to go beyond the basics today because I know that most everybody listening in uh, is familiar with the terms and a lot of people don't even like the term anymore because they feel frustrated. They feel like, okay, I've tried 
these things and I work for other people and they don't work for me or the law of attraction was a fad and the secret was seven years ago and who cares and I'm waiting for the next big thing, the next magic bullet, the next, you know, uh, the next guru to come along with the next answer. And I'd like for you, I'd like to invite you to reconsider um, that point of view if you have it because this is a set of skills that really... um, they're, they're life skills, you know, really important life skills that you have. Um, and they're all at your disposal, and they're all in operation anyway. So if you are not really focused, you are manifesting the opposite. You're manifesting whatever you're most focused on. And I know one of the things that um, I was thinking about today was how often we can go, if you start paying attention to your thoughts, how often you're having an argument with someone in your head. You're having a conversation, you're planning, you're plotting, you're worrying about bills, and then you think about, uh, you know, the next uh, jump, you know, in your life. And then you then you think about, what do I have to look forward to? And then you start, let's say, fantasizing about taking a vacation someday. But then you think about the vacation and you go backwards because you think, oh, gosh, but I don't have the money. And then you get sad that you don't have the money. And then you think, well, why don't I have the money? And Oh, because in the divorce that I, you know, I didn't get the right amount of alimony. If I had the right amount of alimony, you know, I I would be able to take that trip. But then you start thinking about your ex-husband and how, he, you know, and then you start envisioning cursing him out because you don't have enough money to take a trip. And, you know, and so, and so your thoughts can really run away. And you know what? You're manifesting like that. You're literally, especially when you're sitting there, you're having your cup of coffee in the morning, you're brooding, you're thinking about all the hard things, and then you say, okay, you know, you get this email from this bill uh, company or that call or, you know, the, you open the mail and you've got all these extra bills or something, you know, and you start thinking, in a spin, you know, you get into these like spins. So when you do that, you're focusing not only now with um, uh, you're focusing your manifesting energy, you're focusing uh, you, all that focus on all that stuff now has put you in a creative mode and now you're creating and then, uh, you know, then you put emotion behind it because now you get yourself stressed out. So you're upset and then you feel despondent and so then you get yourself stressed out. And when you get yourself stressed out, what happens from there is now you have emotion, which is the fuel for bringing manifestation forward. And now that emotion is creating with, you know, in warp speed, the negative stuff. So you are manifesting with all the tools we're going to talk about tonight already. There's nothing that I'm going to tell you that you're not already doing. What changes is, number one, understanding what some of these steps are, but number two, your focus and how you want to apply that and by taking a concerted effort. You know, like if you if you had uh, your bedroom and you never ever tidied it up and you never designated, okay, over here is where the bed is and over here is the end table and here is the magazine rack and over here is my dresser and in that drawer is my underwear, and in that drawer are my blouses, and that drawer are my T-shirts, and that drawer are my pajamas. And in that closet, I have my shoes and my coats and my bags and my dresses or, you know, coats or suits or whatever. 
you and your room, you have designated, you have an organizational plan in your room so that you can function. And when it starts to get overwhelming, most people clean the room. They vacuum, they, uh, you know, they dust, they throw things out, send stuff to Goodwill, to charity. Um, It's a cleansing process, right? So you're always evaluating your room. How comfortable am I in my room? I look forward to going to sleep at night. Everybody does. Do I, you know, I talked to my friend the other day. She's telling me how she was, her back was hurting her. I was like, why is your back hurting you? Oh, I'm pressing. Oh, what are you pressing? I'm pressing my sheets. You're doing what? She irons and starches her sheets. That's the way they feel. Feels like she's in a hotel, you know. And so even if she throws her back out, she's going to iron and press and starch her sheets. Okay. But she's making that a priority, right? Because it's nurturing. It's a, it's a wonderful, luxurious, you know, little something easy that's luxurious, doesn't cost money, and she enjoys that. So she celebrates, you know, her sl- her slumber with her iron sheets. Well, <clears throat> she, you know, when we are, when you have your room, and you have a plan of organizing so that you can kind of count on the fact that you're going to go back in your room and you're going to have your bed is in one place, it hasn't moved, and your clothes, et cetera. Well, it's just kind of the same thing with your thoughts, that when you come into a space where you can start to organize your thoughts and start to observe your thoughts, not observe them and try to change them and turn them off and go into meditation and get rid of the monkey mind and all that stuff. Those all have their their purposes. But I'm talking about good old-fashioned, daily, real-life living, okay? Part of living successfully, what I consider to be successful, is when you you can have what you want when you want. Okay, that's success. You can have whatever I want, whenever I want. And if, if you're there already, then um, cool. That's great. If you're not, then listen up because this is, you know, going to get you closer. And manifesting is a part of that. Okay, so there's a lot of structures and um, there's a lot of um, rules and all kinds of, you know, newfangled things to do to, you know, manifest and all kinds of props. And But I think that um, I know for myself, my success has come from finding my own, what I call my own habit structure. And tonight we are going to talk about the basics of that and some of the tips that I feel have really helped me to break through. And I've been working on this stuff very diligently against every odd you can possibly think of, um, with the exception of major illness. Thank God, knock on wood, I haven't been uh, gone through that. But um, others have in my world, and I've helped them through that process too. And uh, But I've been through everything you can think of in the last you know, 15 years. And I'm finally getting to things that I've always wanted to do, the real big stuff. You all know I moved 3,000 miles this year to my dream town, you know, and my dream state. We, I, I also got published this year. In fact, I was working with my publisher today. They're amazing. Um, really interesting to see the process behind, you know, after you sign a book deal, because <laughs> most people always talk about getting a book deal, but you don't really hear a whole lot about what happens afterwards, so it's pretty neat to be in that pro- part of the process. 
And I also was publishing a magazine this week. So um, that's one of our announcements tonight is that if you go to Barnes & Noble, um, look for and you go in the magazine section, there's a magazine called the Sedona Journal of Emergence. Sedona Journal of Emergence. And I have an article in there of um, a channeled article. This is a magazine of channels, world-renowned channels. Lee Carroll happens to be in the same issue as me. And um, and all of our pictures are on the cover of the magazine, which is very cool. But I have a two-page article in there about predictions for 2015. And um, I channeled Mary, Queen of the Angels, and that channeling was is in there in its entirety. And one of the things that, that Mary had said was that um, <clears throat> manifesting would get easier this year coming forward. That manifesting is um, a, a tool that is absolutely necessary in a conscious way for successful living. And so this is a really, um, really important time and it's a really important skill. So we're going to talk about that. And uh, let's see. Oh, and then the other announcement, and then I'm going to get into the content. Oh, well, let me tell you the number, too, because I know a lot of you are already on the line. Um, if you'd like to ask a question uh, tonight, you can call in at 347-215-9485. It's 347-215-9485. Okay? So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I am offering a new class. And I'm very excited about this class because it's very much in keeping with the topic tonight. And the class is called Manifesting the Big Stuff for 2015. And it's a three-day course. It'll be held over three days, um, you know, three weeks, once a week for three weeks. It starts January 5th. And it's going to be really rolling up our sleeves and going deep into the strategies that I personally use to um, get all these things to happen and how to set up your own personal manifesting strategy for yourself and work on the biggest, do a, you know, a plan uh, and get moving on manifesting, whatever those big things that you have always had on your list of desires but never really tackled, that's what we're going to be tackling in this class. I'm very excited about it. The cost is actually, I believe it's 247 but we have a... Um, a special offer for early registration. So if you register this week, you actually save fifty dollars. So it's one ninety seven. So it's under two hundred dollars, which is very cool. And um and we'll start January fifth. So depending on how many um register we'll decide how long that promotion is gonna uh last. I think it's probably just gonna be till Friday of this. I'm very, very excited. We're gonna really dive deep. And a lot of what you have heard in the past you know, manifesting shift changes just like anything else. So I know we've talked about a lot of stuff in the past, but I always constantly am learning and reading and channeling a lot of information. So I'm going to be sharing a lot of that stuff that I only use for my own personal use and I don't teach it and I don't really share it at all. I'm going to be sharing it in, in that class. So I think it'll be a really great investment of your time and it will help you to get some um, support in making things really go in the right way for you next year. 
So you can go to ahamomentsworld.com, oh, let me see here, forward slash manifesting dash 15. So it's forward slash manifesting hyphen one five. Okay, ahamomentsworld.com manifesting dash one five if you'd like to join us and take that course. All right, so we are going to get into, and again, if you want to call in, we'll get to readings in a little bit. The call-in number is 347-215-9485. Okay, so one of the things that um, I want to talk about with manifesting is the biggest problem. And I think this problem is the thing that keeps people from even wanting to focus on this topic, which is how do I get over the fear of potentially not getting what I want? So we're diving deep right away. How do you get over the fear of not getting what you want? I have had friends and clients even um, and family members tell me that I think too big and that, and they laugh at me when I say what I'm going to do next and they, uh, you know, or they say, okay, we'll see. Or my mother sings to me, off we go into the wild blue yonder. And she, you know, they all tease me for a long time. And um, and it's very hurtful because you get yourself excited about an idea. And when you get excited about an idea, one of the things that goes hand in hand with excitement, and listen closely, is vulnerability. Vulnerability. When you are excited, you become vulnerable because you emotionally connect. And so most of the people who are trying to shut you down or being sarcastic are feeling uncomfortable at the vulnerable aspect of it. They won't let themselves be vulnerable. So when you are vulnerable about your desires, they feel anxiety and shut it down. Because if you talk to them long enough, they will admit, because I've, I've done it, I've, I've nailed person after person after person and say, what is that? Why did you just do that? Why did you just say that to me? What are you trying to do? Be a dream killer? I like go right to the jugular. And they always, if I pin them up against the wall, they say, well, I don't want to ever look at the things because I don't know how I could get it, so I'm not going to desire it. You know, I'm not going to go look at a house or I'm not going to go look at, you know, uh, uh, this career choice or, or my art or my, you know, uh, that sailboat or whatever it is, I'm not, or even that relationship, you know, I'm not going to look at that. I'm not going to even expose myself to any of it because I can't get it. Uh, you know, I feel sad that I can't have it, so I won't look at it. And then they put themselves into a, a hole and wherever they are, trapped into their own corner with their own paint and their own brush, they assume that everyone else needs to be small too so that they can hold on to their smallness, so that they can hold on to essentially their personal safety and their avoidance of feeling vulnerable. And there's a lot of people living really, really, really limited and really, really, really small. And they may feel like they're safer, but they're actually not because that mindset creates more and eventually you get so small that you can't function. 
everything starts to fall apart. Those same people will say, oh, my God, you know, I have no money. I don't understand why. I, I, I didn't ask for money. I don't understand why I don't have any money. Now, listen to, listen to what we're saying. I don't understand why I don't have any money. I don't ask for much. I really don't need a lot. I don't understand why I don't have any money. I really don't need a lot. Well, why do you think you don't have any money? You just affirm you don't need it. Or then there's the people who condemn the other people. You know, and they I was talking to my publisher about this today. Um, and he was like, you know, Mario, that's such a good point. And the, and the point is, you know, when you look at somebody who has a lot of wealth, let's say, I'm going to go really deep off the cliff here. Like, let's say those Kardashians. I I happen to like the Kardashians. And not be, I mean, the sex tapes and all that stuff, Yeah, you know, aside... I get the salaciousness and the, you know, certain there's an, an obsession with fame and, you know, and there's an empty, some kind of void in there. But let's put that aside and let's just look at the fact that if you really, if you spin it and you look at it just from a different version than normal society, you look at Kim Kardashian and she was really, she doesn't have a lot going for her, let's say, figure-wise. But she was really, really, really passionate about fashion. Just flat out passionate about fashion. She actually started out as a closet organizer. The sex tape thing was a part of, you know, a whole other thing. But she did start a legitimate business as a closet organizer and stylist to her friends who all lived in Beverly Hills who happened to be stars. She grew up there. She grew up in a celebrity, you know, family. So, um, but she was really passionate about that. And she doesn't have the shape to be a model and, God knows we all know she would love to be. And so she just, with her own tenacity and, you know, however she threw herself out there, naked, uh, you know, (laughs) whatever, she managed that she has the best, the top fashion people who put her on their magazines, who put her in their clothes, who sent clothes to her kids, who invite her every one-way thing, who photograph her constantly. She has created space for herself in the thing that she's most passionate about. Because Why? Not because she deserves to be there, that deserves to be there, any of that. What she did was she was audacious enough to go after it. And see, success is not necessarily based on talent, which drives, is driving everybody crazy and everybody's judging. Success is based on your willingness to live, to give yourself permission to have it, and live without apology to everybody else who doesn't give themselves permission for it. So when she, you know, broke the internet, did her thing, um, crazy, right? It's crazy. People are like, oh, my God, I can't stand another minute of it. Oh, my God. But look at it. Whether you love her or you hate her, she got your eyeballs on that page. And how she's got, what, I think she jumped like millions of people, followers on Twitter and Facebook and all that other stuff because people just want to see what she's up to. And the haters don't realize how much they finance her. The haters bought her this house she bought because the haters sign up to just hate her, but they make her numbers so big. And she gets paid by the advertisers who want her to tweet about their products and for the eyeballs that she can bring to any product she touches. So the advertisers don't care if they hate her or not if you hate her or not. They care that her numbers are where they are. So they pay her $100,000 a tweet to talk about, you know, oh, I'm just, you know, sipping on, you know, 
uh, Snapple iced tea today. Love it, you know. $100,000 just because she has 10, 9 million people following her. So what I'm saying is that not really operating for the approval of other people. If she was, she'd be doing some things pretty differently, right? But what she's doing is she's operating from her own engine for her own desires. Now, I'm not saying that we, you know, you need to go and do all of that. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that when you look at your own life, are you giving yourself permission to have the fullest extent of what you desire? And who opinion are you mapping to? Are you mapping to the person that says every time you say you want something, they roll their eyes, tell you they don't want to hear it, and tell you you're asking for too much? Are you dumbing down your dreams because other people can't think that big and you don't want to lose those people in your life? Are you willing to really be vulnerable to your dream, to your desire? Because if you're not, I can guarantee you, you will not get it. And if you somewhere, somehow manage to wrangle it, you won't keep it. Because part of manifesting is emotion. And you're using it anyway. So we might as well direct the energy in the right place. So that doesn't mean, now Now let's address um, this this feeling of vulnerability. You know, vulnerability is something that you have to learn to manage. It's just like when you go into a relationship. A lot of women and men, men in particular, go into relationships and they want to get all the milestones over with in the first week. They want to have, they want to say hi. They want to maybe take you out. They want to have sex immediately. They want to cut to the chase. You know, I don't want to play any games. I just want to have sex with you, you know. And then we can get into the relationship. Cuts out vulnerability because part of the vulnerability of a relationship is not knowing. There's stakes in a relationship. When the difference between a friendship, between, let's say, man and woman, and a relationship is how high the vulnerability level is for your interaction. So if you are attracted to someone, you're immediately vulnerable because they could potentially not be attracted to you. And that is part of the romantic chemistry equation. If you meet somebody and you don't feel attracted, you don't feel vulnerable. And so you're not engaging in that way. And, you know, that's why friends are friends and love interests are love interests. Love interests, it's it's the highs of the potential and also the potential of the demise of your heart if it doesn't work. And that's what makes the, quote, chemistry. So when you take that relationship, you know, that, that, that intimate relationship potential and you apply it to your dreams, it's the same thing. If it's easily attainable, no vulnerability whatsoever, I guarantee you, you'll be bored with it and you won't see it as a massive accomplishment. You'll see it as, eh, you know, listen, you know, yeah, I do that all the time, you know, whatever. You may, it may not even register. When you go into the kitchen, you open up the refrigerator. You know, unless you're on some kind of major diet that you're about to cheat on, there's no vulnerability there. You just open the refrigerator. So it's not like it's some big accomplishment. You're not going to run into the phone and say, oh, my God, oh, my God, guess what? I opened the refrigerator. If you say, you know, I took a step today. I, I decided that I am a writer, and I'm going to write. I wrote my first chapter of my novel. 
oh, that's scary. I can't believe I did that. I wonder if anybody's going to read it. I wonder if anybody's going to read it and like it. I wonder how much criticism I'm going to get. You know, that's where this, there's an investment. That's where the stakes start to go up. But guess what? You know what else that does? It turns on the engine of your magic, of your creation. It turns on your manifesting energy. And that vulnerability that most people shy away from is the thing that you should be running towards. And it will feel, sometimes it will feel foolhardy. In fact, if it doesn't, you're probably not thinking big enough. Sometimes it'll feel like holy cannoli. But what will also be under it is this, I know I'm jumping off a cliff and I know I'm feeling really vulnerable right now, but I can't live without this. I, I, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm so passionate about this, I've got to go for it. And then you do. Okay? So really, really important to get over the fear of potentially not getting what you desire. Because guess what? There is a potential you won't get it. And guess what? Every single thing that I've manifested I failed at miserably for years. Now, I'm not saying you have to do that. That's why we're doing the class and these kinds of shows. I can give you some shortcuts and you don't have to take, you know, 20 years to figure it out. But ultimately, it's just like a relationship. You can't rush intimacy. You can't. You can't rush intimacy. Intimacy comes from repetition. It comes from experience. It comes from showing up. It comes from showing up consistently. And what you want, just like if you were in a relationship with somebody, I remember uh, one of my friends, she was really kind of the type of person who would take on the masculine role in relationships. And she, this was a long time ago. And uh, <clears throat> she met a guy and she was talking about, you know, I just want to sleep with, so we're not playing any games and we just, let's get on with it. And I said, if you do that, you're going to truncate that relationship. Oh, you know, no. It's like, you know, four, two or three weeks later, she she was already sleeping with him. I said, okay, we'll see. And then she got sick. And uh, she really needed him to step up and participate with her in the doctor's visits and whatnot. And he abandoned her and walked away. And she couldn't understand why he did that when they had sex. I said, you're looking for... Somebody who's going to sit with you in the hospital and the doctor's visits and all that is someone who's intimate with you. Someone who's in intimacy means investment, who's invested. Just because this man has sex with you doesn't mean that he's invested because you went so fast, there was no time to invest. There was no time for that. I wonder if she's going to call me. Oh, she didn't call. Okay, you know, wow, my heart would hurt if I don't hear from her again. You know, that bill, there's a bill, there's a process. And that's the same thing that happens with your dreams, with your desires. You have to be willing to be intimate with them. You have to be willing to be vulnerable for them. You have to be willing to allow them to take you forward. You have to be willing to do things you haven't done before. And you have to be willing to not need a roadmap and a guarantee before you'll take one step forward. That gets to my next step is that when you step, when you are looking at your um, curriculum for a school or a career path, you look or going, you know, to a, a, another town, you get on your, your navigation system in your car, 
you get a whole atlas of where, how to do it, a whole curriculum. Class 101, 102, 103, 104, then after 202, 204, whatever. And you take do this thesis and that practicum and this, blah, blah, and then you get the certificate. Then you can get a job that's amount. It goes in this much money. For, it's, you know, if you're this much experience and that much money, if you're that much experience. And, then, and you know what? That, you know, and sometimes that works. Sometimes, a lot of times it doesn't. But people have confidence that they'll take the step because they think they have a plan outlined. And manifesting doesn't work like that. Manifesting works more like a uh, a mall map where you get a dot, you are here, and then you focus. You pick target, you focus. And you say, okay, I want to go to Macy's. Okay, this is where you go to Macy's. Then you get to Macy's and it's like, okay, so you are here. And you stop and you focus. You say, I'm hungry, I want to go to the food court. And you say, okay, and you go to the food court. So when... When spirit, when you're working in a in an energetic realm, what you're doing is, when, especially when it comes to manifesting, this is why it's so important to be fluent in your intuition. Super important with your manifesting because if you can't understand the energetic language that's coming to you to give you the answers and lead you down the path, it makes manifesting almost impossible. At least easy manifesting and quick manifesting makes it much harder. It takes a lot longer when you don't get intuition because you're not listening. And then you use your logical mind, and your logical mind goes back to the, you know, the limitations and the lack, and it, and it derails you. So what you want to do is you want to recognize that I, you get a hunch, and you have to take that step, even if you don't know where it's going to lead you. And then when you get to that next step, the way will be made. You know, the way will be made for you as you go. So, um, so the first thing that I talked about was. Uh, getting over the fear, being willing to be vulnerable. That's tip number one. Getting used to vulnerability and getting used to ambiguity. Not really knowing, which is what I just talked about. Not really knowing how you're going to do it, but willing to take a step forward anyway. So that's that's tip number two. Tip number three is be a continuous learner. So most of the time when we hit a real big thing of fear, if it's not the vulnerability thing, um, in many cases it is, when it is the vulnerability thing, it's because you don't have enough information that you're using your mental mind and what you've been exposed to 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 sort everything out. And that's not the way this stuff works. It's just not the way this stuff works. So what you, what you want to um, do is focus. Is is focus and make sure that as you do, you're always willing to learn new stuff. Okay, that you're going to surround yourself. You're going to build your personal spiritual library, and you are going to fill it with MP3s and uh, books, teachers as you know as it makes sense to help you to keep your skills current and to help you to break through when you get stuck. You do not want to go to people who do not value this way of life because they will pull you back down to where they're at. People can't help you get any further than they've got themselves. And I've learned that... um, 
you know, I've learned that the hard way. Which brings me to my next tip, which is you have to protect your ideas and always protect yourself and be aware of how you subtly sabotage yourself. So I know for myself, one of the things that I did and I taught myself out of was, um, and it's been a really, this is probably one of the hardest lessons. When I teach the class, I'm going to really go into this is I would get very excited. I would say, go for me, the big thing is I you know, want a beautiful house on a bluff overlooking the ocean. And um, I was always going to look at houses, even on when I was on the East Coast, because it would keep me writing. It would keep me inspired. You know, I was looking for that inspiration because I didn't really have anybody who was positive and who wasn't, you know, telling me I was crazy or making sarcastic remarks or, you know, after I'd beaten them up enough and they just don't say anything. But yeah, I'm a psychic. I know what they're thinking. So I, even if they're not saying, oh, Mari, I think you're an idiot, um, I, I still feel that they're thinking that way. So it gets to the point where it's like my whole communication with people got smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And, you know, um, and you have to kind of surround yourself with people of like mine, which is another tip. But I would... I would sabotage myself because what I would do is I would get all excited about an idea and then I would tell somebody about it because it's so exciting. And they would not respond with the same excitement. Number one, my idea was my idea. They weren't emotionally invested. But number two, a lot of the time they weren't, they couldn't think that big or it just seemed like it totally out of left field or it didn't have a logical path to it so they couldn't invest in it. And that became very stressful and very sad. And I was always having to rev myself up on my own. So understand that this can be a lonely road if you're not around people of like mind. You want to make sure, part of the way that you can combat that, though, is to have a really robust spiritual library where you have, um, you know, tools. And that's what I would turn to. I have an MP3 player with a thousand things on it, literally. That's, it's a real number. And, you know, sometimes I need to listen to, you know, some sort of channeled something. Sometimes I need to listen to one of my, you know, practitioners or whatever. Or, or I just need to listen to music, to like uh, spiritual music or Joel Olsen or whatever. I need a cheerleader, you know. But I, I just learned that I have, in my, even in, within my library, I have categories. So when I hit certain down points, I know where to turn. And, okay, I need more of that. And then I also channel and, and stuff too, so I'm always getting, like, feed. And we'll, we'll talk more about that in the class. But for the sake of this conversation tonight, having that library is super, super important because you need to be able to constantly be a continuous learner. You do not know everything today that you need to know to get all the way to your goal. None of us do. It's an ongoing process. Energy shifts all the time. The tools shift. What used to work doesn't work. New stuff that used to not work will work because we have more energetic support. Um, Or you've grown or you let go of some big block that you've had and then all of a sudden stuff that you had tried before that never worked all of a sudden is like, like butter. So continuous learner, being willing to beef up your skills. I know people, I hear it all the time. Well, you know, I already know about that. Oh, I read The Secret seven years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And then they'll tell you how it doesn't work and, and they really fight for their limitation. They fight for their lack. They fight you on how horrible everything is and how nothing works. So 
Um, you want to make sure that you limit your exposure to those people, but you want to make sure that you have something to, for your personal needs. You want to constantly be helping yourself by getting more educated. And even though I do this professionally, I always, I'm always, I think I was thinking about um, my own personal success uh, recipe. And I think I watch at least, I'm very, very, very self-taught. Like I can do anything if I have a video or, you know, self-study, self-paced study, any kind of thing like that. And um, I think I, I take a, a class, like I'm always listening to something new. And I don't even, it's, it's so part of my habit structure, which is my next tip and my last one because we'll get to some reading, um, that I don't even think about it. It's second nature. Consume something new each day and something feels wrong. And I, I might even just ask, go into my book ca- case and just say, okay, what book do, would give me insight today? And I energetically feel a title and a number. And I say, okay, page 59 in Esther book. And I read page 59. Um, and, I, and I always read it and it's different than the last time I read it, which that book I probably read 10 years ago or eight years ago, whatever it was. And, and I actually pulled it out today. And, and uh, I was like, oh, wow, that really does fit exactly where I was at, that little that little tweak I needed. So, you know, continuous learning is super, super important, really, really important. And um, and then the last thing I'll mention is the habit structures. I was doing um, readings and or sessions and one of the questions I was asking my private students because I have some private coaching students now and uh, you know everybody complains they can't get it they don't get it they don't get it and I always ask first what is your habit structure how do you run your day are you getting up each day and making this stuff your top priority and most of the time when people are saying, I'm not getting it, I don't hear my guys, they don't get my manifesting, doesn't work, because they're not creating a reliable, habitual way of being. And you have to be willing to work at it hard enough, just like an athlete. You are an Olympic athlete, and that's how you have to approach this. Olympic athletes can't say, well, you know, I was really tired this morning, so uh, I skipped it. But, you know why isn't it working? And it's all your fault that it's not working, you know, this kind of thing. But I skipped that. Yeah, and I skipped this. And, oh, well, yeah, no, I did do that. But um, I did that last week, like maybe once instead of six times, you know, that kind of thing. And you can't get the result. You can't. This is like, it's like diet and exercise. You know, you can a lot of times you get on the side and you get on exercise mode, but you're not dieting. But when you put the two together, that's when the weight comes off, you know. So that's creating a good habit structure is really, really important. Okay. Um, all right. So let me just see if there's anything else in my notes that I want to cover before we get started with readings. If you want to call in, you can do so at 347-215-9485. And if you are really serious about breaking through and getting your stuff to next year and having that support, I want you to join me in class. Because this class I'm very passionate about, and it's really from firsthand experience. Um, and again, that that uh, site, the page is ahamomentsworld.com forward slash manifesting dash one five manifesting dash one five. Okay, so Sam, are you ready with me for me with readings? I see we have a bunch of people on the list here. Um, let's go to caller number 
one, which is Michelle in Georgia. Hi, Michelle. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Hi, hello. I'm hello. good. Um, hi. Um, I actually, um, <laughs> I would know I was first. I'm a little shocked. So I actually wanted to ask a question about um, um, my job um, uh-huh. because it seems that, you know, at this point in life, I'm really paying attention to my intuition. I'm someone who um, I'm learning um, could be a light worker. I get a lot of signs um, via numbers and and, yep. and things like that. And I've been really paying attention to it at this point in my life. I've um, I've left my relationship. I've you know taken on a new job, but it just seems mm-hmm. like every time I pay attention to the signs and I go ahead and move forward based on the signs that I see, it seems like something goes wrong. So yeah. now I'm at this job that I everything in the universe pointed me to to take this job, and I've taken it, but now it seems like everything is not working out. And it's it's kind of got me, like, nervous now because it's like I'm paying attention to my intuition finally, and I'm seeing all the signs, but it's like still nothing is is working out, and I don't understand why. Uh, yeah, that's really frustrating. I remember being in that stage, and oh my gosh, it's excruciating, absolutely excruciating. Um, I think that structurally you're following the structures, but emotionally you're still doing stuff that you probably aren't that excited about. So you're kind of at a crossroads, and that what it's doing is you, first, you know, it's kind of like they have to teach us two things. They have to teach us the how-tos, and then they also have to teach us um, how to really focus on our real desires, okay? So what you've learned is the how-tos. You're learning the intuition. You're learning the step-by-step processes and all that. But you're applying it to perhaps um, directions that you don't really want to go in anymore, but you think you need to have. Like, for instance, most people, they think, especially when they're starting out, they think, well, I need to have a job that pays the bills, then I can go study more or I can go do these things. But I have to have this job, and, and I'm going to use apply these things to get that job. But it feels to me like, if you're honest with yourself, that job is not ultimately what you truly desire, but it's filled in the time. Right. Right, it definitely so is what I want. So your emotion, your, yeah, your, you took it from duty, but not from your heart. And you applied the steps that you're learning to get it, but you weren't listening to your heart that vulnerability aspect that we were talking about earlier. So now, good for you that you've learned the steps. So now you have to get to see for you what your next step is how to learn courage to really listen to your heart, say, okay, I want to go for this. And more than likely, the thing that you want to really go for, you feel you can't make money from or you're not qualified for yet, but that is the very thing that you need to put it the forefront. So um, the way I, I, I would suggest doing that, I know when I was um, I was a competitive ballroom dancer for about 10 years, and I literally just worked a small a consulting job, paid a lot of money, but I worked very few hours, and I danced full-time. I went all around the world. And I remember the way that I handled that was I would say I'm a dancer first, even though my consulting job was a big, you know, senior-level type consulting job, I never led with, I'm a consultant. I led with, I'm a dancer. 
consulting with the gig that was supporting the dance. So that way the right. dancing kept getting fuel, right, because I was buying into it. People look at me and say, really, Mari, really? You know, really? How do you do that? You know, it's not like you're 20, you know, oh, my God. But I did. I did. And guess what? It fueled me, I, I, that mentality, because I put my passion first. And it didn't mean but that I didn't is, pay my bills. I don't bill. know what my passion is. That, that's the, there one you of the go. things that I'm trying to focus on. That's I'm trying right. to find. I'm trying to follow the signs to find out what my what my passion is, what my purpose is, and yep, I'm yep. trying to follow the signs to that. And I can't be clear on it, and I can't really manifest anything because I'm not clear on it. So right. I'm like in this black hole yeah. right now. When I'm making it's these, it's not kids, a black I'm, hole. I know it's not a black hole. It's just a part of the process you are much further along than you think because you're having this big visceral epiphany. I don't know what my passion or purpose is, but the the question you called me with was, why is this job not working? Hello? It's not working because your energy is saying, come hither, come this way, come this way. And you're saying, well, no, i got to stay over here. I'm going to have to jump off to get to the next caller. But what I will say is, there's a book called The Passion Test. And whenever somebody's really confused, I say, take that, go get that book. Um, it's in all the bookstores. It was a bestseller. I forget the name of the author, but you can Google it. Uh, the Passion Test. That will help you a lot. And there's, you know, there's many others. There's one called Be What You Are, which was another one. I, I had that guy on my show several years ago. But in any way, the passion test for all those you listening. In fact, I'm going to do a class on finding your passion next year, but you, you've just reminded me, Michelle. So thank you for reminding me. <laughs> but um, the passion test, go get that book. That will help you. You're right there. It's like you, just, it's like you need, it's like a toothpick where, that you need to get the steak out of the back of your teeth. You're just about there. Keep digging a little bit. Keep digging. You're right there. But just know that's why the stuff doesn't seem like it's working because you're not in alignment with what you truly want, okay? That's your next step. Right. So I'm going to have to jump off. Okay. But thanks for calling in, and I okay. hope that helps. All right, thank you. Thank you. Okay, that was a good one. Thank you, Michelle. All right, who do we have next? We have Sharon in Ohio. Hi, Sharon. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, that was quick. Um, Good. Happy holidays. Yes, you too. You too. What's your question? Oh, boy. Well, I um, have been looking for employment (laughs) all year. I lost my job at the beginning of the year. I've been contracting, okay? Uh Because it's decent money and it's benefits, okay? Well, my contract job ended the Friday before Thanksgiving. And I want to ask you if you see, I know, nice holiday, huh? If you see another job coming to me, I had an interview. I have a phone interview tomorrow. You know, I'm interviewing. How's that? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, well, definitely you'll have something else coming in. Uh, I would say, what is today? The second? I'm here on December 15th. I think it's going to be really fast that you'll have a replacement. I don't think you're going to go through the holidays and be completely out in the dark about it. Oh, it may not start until the first, but it feels like, you know, until after you know, Christmas, but it feels like you're going to have confirmation by the 15th. So um, I wouldn't worry too much about that. But just like Michelle, I think it's really time for you. You're, you know, you get a, the universe is interesting because you're kind of on a zone where it's time for you to step up for your own inner voice too. And, I know. Um, I know. And, and, yeah, and you need to get the same book that Michelle's getting, <laughs> that passion test, and sort that out. 
um, and start working on really being honest with yourself and vulnerable to your dreams because those contracting jobs are not going to last if you oh, think I, more. Oh, I'm still looking for full time while I take contract. Oh, no, no, no. I understand that. You're right. You know? And I have gotten an offer, but I didn't. I, I've gotten two offers, but I didn't take them because it wasn't the next job I get. I want to be there. Does that make? And I, I w- It wasn't what yeah. I wanted the last two. And the contracting right. is decent money. If, but I hope another one's coming. You do see, I'm not going to be out long. No, nope, you're not going to be out long. I think another one's coming. But don't use this as a band is a bandaid for the minute. But you got to do the real work. Because I'd really like for you to be in alignment with something you're really joyful about. Because when you are, the joy turns into money. When you're doing something out point. of duty, the money runs out. <clears throat> so I'm going to have to jump to the next caller, but I hope that helps. Thank you. And good luck. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Okay, next we have uh, Gina in Georgia. Hi, Gina. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Uh, my question is, um, I want to see what you see what's coming up for me in my love life. Okay, what's the? Give me a specific. What's okay. the specific question? Um, you I'm just I'm single. I'm just single, uh-huh. and I just want to see if someone is coming in, potential uh, romantic partner coming in. What I'm hearing is February. Um, okay. Here in February, and it feels like there's somebody who's going to be more of a friend who's going to be stepping up and letting you know. It sounds like you have a secret admirer. I don't know if you know anybody, but it sounds like you do um, from what they're saying. <laughs> and uh, you might, you know, through a few twists and turns, it'll be very interesting to see. But I think by February, February going into March, you're going to have a, a big shift in that direction. So I would just keep the faith and you know, focus on you, focus on, you know, going to the gym, doing your thing, working, whatever, mm-hmm. get through the holidays, mm-hmm. and on the other side of that, you'll start to see some shift. Okay. Okay, well, thank All you. All right, my dear. Okay, All you're right. welcome. Have a great night. Okay, next we have um, Virginia in Buffalo, New York. Hi, Virginia. Hey, Mari, how are you? I'm good. Your your phones are working. Everything's okay. Are you under seven feet of snow? Oh, actually, I'm on a digital phone. Oh, okay. Can you okay. can you hear me? Okay. Yep, I can hear you fine. I just see that you're from Buffalo, and I know there was so much snow there. So oh, you're okay. Oh, you clearly. said the snow. I misunderstood. Yeah. My phone is terrible. We actually, we I was really um. I didn't have as much snow. I was in the middle of it all, and it didn't hit uh, me at all. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, awesome. So that means you're magical. What's your question? Okay. Well, actually, I'm a little stuck. So I was just wondering, what do you see for me professionally? I'm getting ready to be 60. I'm joining the 60s club next year. Yeah. And and professionally, I want to begin preparing for, you know, a career that will take me into retirement. Okay. And what directions, what have you done? Like, Kim, I, give me a, a more specific question just because we have about a minute so I, for the sake of time. Okay. Well, um, well, I'm teaching presently, and I have done uh-huh. some publishing. I'm working okay. on publishing my children's book, um, oh, self-publishing good. it. And um, yep. I don't know, I, I really want to – See if there is a creative type of career for me. Yeah, um, 
you know, I'm hearing editing and doing some editing of children's books. Maybe there's a, I, it feels like there might be a small publisher or some some kind of, um, even, I don't, I just say it as I hear it, some kind of learning annex, some sort of like con- continuing education on self-publishing where you'll be teaching some of that kind of thing or working in that kind of regard. So continuing education, doing teaching, workshops, and that type of thing feels like it's a good direction for you. And that would okay. be something that's flexible and allows you to, um, you know, pursue what you're doing but also be with people of like mind who are also doing what you're doing. But it feels to me, too, that your books are going to be successful and you'll probably be doing quite a bit of writing. So definitely oh, wonderful. stay in the lane. Stay in the lane for that. Don't don't jump around. Cause, okay. You know, put, don't don't diffuse your energy. Keep keep writing. It feels like that's going to be very very successful for you. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, that is. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, you're I really so welcome. Can I ask you one more? I have to jump to the next person. I have. Oh, the, okay. Well, thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Take sweetie. care. Take care now. Bye bye. Okay. Uh, well. Janet in Massachusetts, you got lucky. Hi, Janet. Hi. I know we're going to have to do like a quick one. Um, so it's a, like a light worker question. Um, yeah. Just with I like ascension those. stuff going on and just different up-leveling and sort of upgrading systems kind of thing that I've been going through, um, I feel like I've been following my intuition and guided to the right teachers. Um, and just experiencing some body stuff and odd experiences and feelings around all of that. Like, if someone asked me today, how do you feel? The answer would be unknown, which is so strange for me because usually I can pick something. So my question is, um, especially in your experience with how you came to where you are, do you have any just thoughts on that or anything specific that you're tapping into regarding what would be a good um, action step or is there any, you know, where I'm at right now with dealing with that? I'd just like to feel a little more comfortable about it and just sort of more accepting and kind and loving to myself through it. Um, I would say that here's what happens. When you raise your frequency, you actually level up to the next level and what you're perceiving is the new new you in the old world. (laughs) So basically you have, one foot in one lane and one foot in the other lane, you know. So you're still, like, perceiving, your mental mind is still perceiving from your point of perception before you raised your frequency in that other dimension. Now you've switched almost dimensionally, and so you have to get used to the frequency. Usually when you make a big up-leveling like that, and you're talking about personal ascension, you um, have, uh, once you've landed in the new place, it, there's a period of discomfort before it becomes um, so so because you're you're hit a foreign aspect of your own energy. Mm-hmm. And so what I would do is stay focused on your energetic hygiene, hot salt, baths, you know, nurturing yourself, lots of going out into nature and recognize too that you have a new set of guides that are working with you now in this new energy of yours and you're perceiving them. You're not necessarily perceiving them way, the way that you're used to perceiving your old set of guides, which can also make you feel a little lonely and a little uncomfortable. It feels to me, though, that you're really on the right path. And if you just do a few, like, kind of, you know, feather smoothing kind of things, like the salt baths and the, you know, nature walks, and sort of give yourself a break and not push so hard for change, 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 change. You have to change and then integrate. Then change and then integrate. 
this is a time of integration now. So I would just let yourself be. You're doing great. Allow yourself to adjust to the frequency, and when you stop noticing it, you're adjusted, and then you can move on to the next thing. You know, just hearing that and, like, tapping into your heart is everything I needed tonight. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, good. Oh, thank you, Janet. That's wonderful, and good luck to you. I know you're you're fine. You're fine, and you're doing a great job, and keep going, and don't give up. Thanks. Happy holidays. You too. You too. Enjoy your holidays. Take care. All right, you guys. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. We did another hour. Sam, I want to thank you. Sam just got off of a 18-hour flight from Thailand, you guys, and he came running home to uh, do the show. So he wants to go to sleep. <laughs> He's exhausted. It was like he flew back to yesterday, meaning it was already tomorrow where he was, and then he flew on the plane back, and he said, well, it's yesterday now. <laughs> so he's all discombobulated. So we're going to end the call on the show. But um, I just want to remind you, I'd love to have you in class. We're going to get to some really deep stuff. And, uh, and I'm really passionate about this. So ahamomentsworld.com forward slash manifesting dash 15. Uh, our $50 off early registration offer will be available to till Friday. And I hope I will see you in class. In the meantime, do all your good work. Listen to this again. And happy manifesting. We'll see you next week, same time, same place. And I end the way I always do with my motto, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this energy, anything is possible. Take care. Have a great night. You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A, moments with an S, inc.com. Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ahamomentsinc and Twitter at twitter.com slash ahamoments. We can't wait to see you there.